0: Welcome back to the In Awe Podcast and our series on community builders. Our guest today is hilarious, modest, and a true cultivator of community. Do not let her unassuming and humble nature fool you. Her impact on the communities she has built is undeniable, and it is a thrill and honor to feature her here for you today. Melinda Miller is an elementary principal in Springfield, Missouri, and has been doing that job for 15 years, unable to imagine doing anything else. She loves connecting with other principals and collaborating online. Teachers' work really inspires her, and she strives to help her own teachers grow. Technology integration is a strength of hers as a leader. She has been Principal of the Year, a podcaster, she is Google-certified teacher administrator, and she has been a district president for the Southwest Missouri Association for Elementary Principals. She has also planned ed camps. Not to mention, Melinda is a co-author of a book that is about to be released this year that will no doubt impact school cultures across the country with its focus on appreciation and motivation for educators. In this episode, we learn about several communities that Melinda has both led and enriched. She shares the benefits of being a connected professional, and we learn more about the impact of showing appreciation for staff. Through her story, we learn how we too can grow communities by building them, taking risks, and learning about ourselves through the process. This interview was so fun, as any experience ever is with Melinda, and I know you will love her community builder's story. Welcome, Melinda Miller, to the In Awe podcast. I am so excited to finally have you featured because you have been one of the ladies that's been on my mind since the inception of this podcast to amplify. And I am super excited to be featuring your story on the Community
1: Builders featured series. So welcome. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. That's like the nicest thing anybody said to me this time of the school year. So I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) Well, Melinda Anybody who is in education, I think, um, is is a connected educator, is aware of who you are and aware of the wide variety of um, communities that you've built over time and just has benefited from your kind of selfless giving of your knowledge and, and your humor, by the way, if anybody hasn't connected with you, Melinda, uh, <laughs> listeners, you're going to love to connect with Melinda if this is the first time you've met her today. So let's get rocking on this. Let's hear, okay. let's hear, you want to share just a little bit about your
1: current context and what you're up to now okay i am currently an elementary principal in springfield missouri at a k-4 building i have been at this building as a principal for 15 years and i have been in the same school district for 25 years i have two Daughters. I am currently a sports agent and a chauffeur because they are (laughs) at that age. So, one is in seventh grade and one is in fifth grade, and they have eye rolling down to a perfection at this age. So, but honestly, I'm super proud. They are fantastic girls. Like, I'm just thrilled at what people say about them in public (laughs) when they're at school and when they're around others. They're just very respectful, courageous, strong girls. So I'm super proud of them.
0: Not a surprise, Melinda. Um, What a great role model they have. And I am not being too kind. I just genuinely mean that. The amount that you pour out um, to others has to be obviously doubled, tripled, quadrupled to them. And I love every time you post a cute um, like Snapchat story or something with, with either one of them in it, it's just adorable. <laughs> Aw, thank you. All right, so... You are, that's awesome that you have been in the same district because I can only imagine the amount of community that you've built locally
1: in that district. Uh, What were you, what, what did you do there before you were an elementary principal? I started my education career here in this district. I was a fifth grade teacher for two years at Willard South Elementary, moved to Willard Central Elementary when it opened and was a fifth grade teacher for eight years, became an assistant principal in the middle of the school year when a principal retired early, and the following year became the principal at Willard East. I coached basketball. I coached track. I've been in charge of the district preschool program. I was in charge of the before and after school program at one point. So I think I've worked in almost every building in this district except just a couple.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and it's not a surprise, but as I was listening, I was sort of expecting you to say at some point that you were like a, a technology coordinator or something like that, because that's one of the things that I notice about you is that you are really
1: like adept with technology. So what's that all about? Well, that's just kind of a passion of mine. I enjoy it. And so to blend my profession and my passion together just has made it even more powerful. So I think that my love of technology or my why of technology came when I had my children and My family lives six hours away, and I did not have a strong relationship with my grandparents growing up because I didn't know who they were, and I only saw them, gosh, probably once a year, maybe. And so I didn't want that for my kids. I wanted my kids to know who my mom and dad were, who my cousins, who my brothers were. So I kind of started out, I think it was like Skype is what we started with or AOL chat or something. (laughs) I don't even know. But I wanted my kids to be able to see my parents. And so that was kind of where it started. And then I started blogging and podcasting because the principalship can be such a lonely place. And I just, I want to meet and know other people. And I wasn't going to wait for that to happen. I just thought, okay, let's do this and explored it and tried it and, it's just grown from there.
0: Well, and you did such a beautiful segue into that community building because Melinda Miller was building community before building community was cool. Do you want to share <laughs> a little bit with the listeners about that that blogging and that uh, podcasting adventure and how long ago was that?
1: It was either nine years ago or 13 years ago because I don't remember which daughter was an infant when I started podcasting. So Scott Elias and I actually, I started a podcast on Podomatic that long ago. And then Scott Elias from Colorado, he was an assistant principal at the time. We hooked up somehow. We connected online. He kind of was the same as me, just meeting people, finding people. And so we decided we were going to do a podcast together, and it was called the Practical Principles Podcast, and it was practical advice. If you know me, I'm so not philosophical. Philosophical banter is just not my my thing because in education, there's so much philosophy. I just want the brass tacks. Let's get down to the practical tips. So Scott and I podcasted for a couple of years, but it just got hard, Um connecting with small kids because we both had small kids at the time he also started working for apple and they have a strict um social media policy so um we were no longer able to do that and then i had a blog the principal blog and i've had that blog forever and i think 12 years i've blogged i've slowed down on a, a lot because of other social media outlets but um there's still i was reading back in my own blog and i'm like wow i wrote that <laughs> you're, you're <Yeah>. be gifting yourself <laughs> exactly exactly that's how i see it
0: well and i and i love this too that you started out as a way to build community and then it just branches off because we've had you know teresa steger here on the podcast and of course she shared how she wanted to do a podcast with you because of the fact that your practical principal blog had uh, had to go to the wayside and so now we know why but mm-hmm. it's just really kind of cool to see you never know what's going to from what you've built. So, you know, thank you for doing that. And would you, do you want to share just one of the most interesting
1: memories from that that podcast? Oh gosh, it was just the people that we met or the people that reached out to us and were thankful for the information that we were sharing with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it was just having it at your fingertips. And I think that without even realizing it, Scott and I were just down to earth and we were just talking about the day in the life of being a principal and tools that we were using to be successful and how we were using them. We wanted it to just be practical and we wanted to be able to give tips to principals and we learned from each other. Mm -hmm. So I think it was that connection of people reaching out to us and meeting people. I think that's how I met Teresa and Spike and Jessica Johnson and a lot of people at that time. I remember going to like Educon Philly years ago and meeting like Dean Shiresky um, and Alec Kuros and just how smart they were. <laughs> it's been around, and
0: I'm so thankful that you have because, you know, I was I was a principal for six years. I'm not, you know, done in leadership, and I and I think someday I'll probably get back to the building. But just knowing um, what you've contributed by sharing your reflections and sharing those practical tips, because isn't that what we need when we're in that role? Like you said, it's so austere. It's isolating. Nobody's willing to give up all the vulnerabilities of how much challenge it can be. But here you are out there broadcasting it to the world. That's amazing. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, but social media and technology has made that so easy because, I mean, I think it was first Twitter, and I think I first began on Twitter and just connecting there. I was on Twitter when Twitter wasn't cool. Um, (laughs) Right. So that's kind of where I I started and met Jessica and... um, you know, Joe Sampalippo and Tony and all those people. And I think what we do, we went from Twitter to, was it Voxer or Twitter to Facebook and Voxer and now Instagram and back to Facebook and I mean, it's so easy now, like you sit in your office as a principal, and if you're by yourself, like me, by the way, shout out to all the assistant principals that I don't have, there's it's <laughs> assistant principals week or month or something. So shout out to them. Um, but, you know, It's a a lonely job. Teachers have each other. If you're in a building that has three teachers at each grade level, they can just run next door real quick and ask a question. Well, I can call a principal on the phone, but the chances of me reaching them right now is very slim. But I could direct message on Twitter, Voxer, Instagram, Facebook, and I mean legit get a response within seconds. Mm. to solve problems or to help me with things. And I did that just recently in a hiring situation. I messaged somebody and I'm like, hey, this is what I've got going on. Can you help? And I knew that within a few minutes, they would be able to help me. But to wait for somebody to call me back or get a response to an email was going to take forever.
0: That is a sign of the community that you've built. Not only, you know, like, is this personal, professional community. Thank you for shouting out to assistant principals that you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I, I get that because I, I didn't um, serve in situations like I had a dean of students. So I was lucky. But mm-hmm. um yeah, how many people like you are going it without that own community in your building? Because that is—it's such a different role um, to be the principal.
1: Yeah, it's it's very different, and I don't really look at it as isolating as I used to. That's kind of a a crutch, I think, maybe because now you're just not isolated. So even though I don't have one assistant principal, I have like a gazillion online that I can just reach out to and say, hey, I need help with this. And boy, I tell you what, these people, and I can call them friends, because even though you don't meet face-to-face, and the old definition of friends may be a face-to-face definition, but the relationships that we build through like you and me in this podcast in our Voxer groups and things like that, I mean, those are... Those are deep relationships, I feel like. I I feel like a lot of people would drop anything. When you guys, I think it was you and Jessica Cabine, like dropped everything and went to see Jessica Johnson when her son was having all of his trouble, that was amazing. That's what this is about to me. Right. Because when you mentioned
0: before, you were on Twitter before Twitter was cool. I, I keep hearing a lot of negativity about the different social media platforms, and I can see it because it's whatever you feed, right? And also mm-hmm. there's a lot of critics out there that want mm-hmm. to whatever pot shots. But you, as in any tool that we use, you choose to go deeper. And so you gave the example of Voxer. So you can have more personalized conversations and get to know one another. That's where you and I have connected is through Vox. You know, I know you have uh, connections on a lot of different platforms, but that's where I know Melinda Miller. I know her voice. I don't have to see a tweet that's meant for general audience. I get to hear your personality and your take on things. And it's so valuable. You're right. I mean, those connections through
1: Voxer have literally changed my entire life. Kudos to mentioning that one for sure. Yeah. Boxer has been amazing. I kind of get lost in there now sometimes. There's so much going on, which is fantastic. But it's another tool that we're in all these groups. But if we need something, we can just sidebar conversation somebody and say, hey, I saw you were talking about this. Here's something to think about. Or somebody can sidebar me and just say, hey, can you tell me more about this circumstance? And so, yeah, the Voxer and the voice. People have said, wow, you don't look like you sound. I'm going to go ahead and take that as a compliment. But I remember at NAESP, they're like, you're Melinda Miller. And I'm going to say, I'm assuming I'm gorgeous in person. And that's why you're saying that, because I'm not going to take that negative." <laughs> Well, you are, by the way. Absolutely.
0: Um, you radiate such beauty and light, and it's truth. To get back to this idea of community, though, you know, you had started building community. Um, and I like that you mentioned that Voxer, the groups, you know what, they can get pretty big. And, mm-hmm you go through that, you, you kind of go through these phases, just like any social media tool. And, you know, you're a new, you're a new person to it. You're adapting to it. You get into a large group. And, and if you're like me, you're like, oh, I don't have time to listen to all these, but I, you know, you want to care, but you just at some point figure out where you let go. But some groups, because you're, if you're so good at community building, the group can be excessively large. And so that's where, like you said, you can deepen the connection by making smaller, you know, smaller communities, more tied communities, but just kind of knowing what the role is, you know, is what's important there. Can you share just a few of the communities that you consider yourself to be a pretty significant part of? I think my Facebook group is
1: the biggest one. Yeah, will you talk about that one? Because that one excites me. It's awesome. Okay, So I, was it two years ago, I think, I started a staff appreciation and motivation Facebook group. And it was kind of, a whim, I thought, let's just try this. Let's start this group and let's share our ideas for staff appreciation and motivation. A lot of us were already doing that kind of everywhere. We were on Twitter, we were in Boxer, we were in Instagram. It was just kind of everywhere. So I wanted to focus that. Let's put it one place where we can find this. And so I started this group and I messaged Amber and said, hey, I'm going to invite you to this group, and obviously she liked it because I was two hours away from home, and by the time I got home, there were seven people in the group, and I didn't even know what I had created. Like, I hadn't checked the settings. I didn't know who could invite who, and I told Amber, I was like, please stop, don't do that, and so then I had to start another group so that I could delete that group and get the settings all figured out. And I mean, it just took off. So it's a currently, it is a principals only Facebook group and there are questions and an approval process. I don't, I can't guarantee that it's only principles because a lot of people want in that group, and we have strict rules that we we adhere to. It's strictly staff appreciation and motivation. Sometimes there's a questionable one in there, but we monitor that, and we keep it specific because so many Facebook groups are everywhere and all over the place and negative and you can't keep up and I wanted a specific topic Facebook group that you know you could go to this place to find this information and I love that by the way thank you for accepting me (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we make exceptions
0: (laughs) One of the things that you want to be able to do as a building leader is come up with fresh, meaningful ideas to motivate and to value. And that's something that. You are personally very good at your. I don't want to say. I don't want to say the word crafty because that's not what I mean. But you're creative, um, in what you do with the staff. And I know for me, there as a building leader, there's always so much that I'm thinking about. And I didn't want to just push it aside. You know, this idea of inspiring and motivating and appreciating staff is huge. It's so important. It's important to the daily culture. It's important to the big stuff and the little stuff. And I can't always come up with my own creative ideas, right? And so I'm. assuming that's why this group just blew up because everybody's kind of in that same boat. They know it's important. They know that it's something that'd be a value. And then I know for a fact that you all, the contributors add such value to it, you know, by giving actual examples and tangible things to take away and use,
1: you know, that day, if you wanted to. And the best thing about it, and this is just the I love this part of it, is we put an idea on there, we share ideas, and then somebody tweaks it and makes it better, and you're like, oh, that is awesome, or you just can't, you're like, man, I'm using that next time, or man, I'm going to do that. There are enough ideas that if I worked for 10 more years, I would not have to come up with an original idea in 10 years. Like you can scroll back through that group and get that You can plan your whole year in that group. It's such a good service to leaders, Melinda. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so glad you
0: had that whim. Before that, you know, and I would come across a lot of piecemeal and a lot of like you, you mentioned Jessica Johnson. I thank God for her every single day because Mm -hmm. she just kind of has (laughs) helped Mm -hmm. me on that journey. Like, well, you know, Melinda has this or something. (laughs) This why don't you you know try this and and thankfully that you cur- you curated that by just having a space for it all. Um, so what is one of your favorites that somebody kind of brought
1: to that community that you hadn't used before yourself? Oh my gosh, I don't I don't know that I could pick a favorite in that community. I can pick something that I saw recently that I was like that is phenomenal. And somebody posted having. It, right now it's almost Easter and somebody posted, you know, peep wars, like planning peep wars for your staff where you hide peeps all around the building and you have to collect them or something, just something to um, infuse just joy and excitement this time of year, because it's such a hard time of year. Um, I have to kind of make a disclaimer, though, because a lot of things in there are do, do, do and bye, buy buy things. Mm-hmm. And I have been at this, like I said, for 15 years. And I mean, I love that aspect of this job is the service, the serving others and I am a gift person. So over the years, I have felt like why isn't the culture improving at my school? Because I buy all this stuff, I do all these things. I have I'm like constantly spending weekends at school. I'm constantly doing this stuff and I still feel like there's a disconnect. So we did the language of appreciation at work survey mm-hmm. that is the same as the love languages, I guess, but it's appropriate for work. <laughs> and it was the most eye-opening thing to me of everything because On the whole staff, I am the only one whose top language is gifts. Buy me gifts, tell me I'm pretty, and I'm totally motivated. The rest of my staff, the majority of them, their language is quality time. And what do we have the least amount of? And that's quality time. Uh. So I wasn't spending quality time. I was buying them stuff. So... I was like, when I saw that, I thought, oh, great, that makes me look like a completely shallow individual, but just buy me gifts. Well, now my teachers know what they can do if they want to do something nice for me, but I also can look at the languages and see. If somebody's feeling down, what do I need to do for them? I'm not good at it yet. I will say that I haven't figured it out. I'm not, I haven't been able to navigate it very well, but now I understand culture a little bit better at my building. So I can build that. First, thank you, by the way, because just being,
0: sharing that just shows how practical you are to say that, you know, I've been at this for, I've been in this building for over a decade <laughs> Yes, and doing this and then realizing that, you know, as a leader, you, I think that's as a parent and I think that's why that book that five languages of love is so powerful because once you take that inventory you start to be self-aware and then the people around you whether it's your you know spouse or your kids or, or whomever you know you learn about them too and so I'm so Glad that you shared that on the podcast because anybody, if you're in a position to be in a leadership position or you're working in an organization and you're seeing that disconnect, that's a huge tool um, to be able to use. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that, but then also putting it back in this space of, you know, it's reciprocal. They can show you appreciation as well. And just that level of knowledge of one another has to build the, the culture and the climate in a space.
1: Well, and if you think of that person in your building that you're struggling with relationships with or that teacher that you just don't know, what, why can't I connect with that person? Well, if their thing is quality time and you're not spending that with them, or if theirs is words of affirmation... And it's not common practice for you to go up to people on a daily basis and just say, hey, you are doing an awesome job. Thank you. Or you see them do something. You're just like, you know what? I haven't told you thank you lately. And you're amazing. And I think we just need to do that. And I'm going to say, I'm not the best at that. We get, it gets busy. And you just get busy, busy, busy. And so, it's hard to remember to do those things all the time. You, it has to be intentional,
0: and that's why I love that you've built this community to focus on it. You know, to, to showing appreciation is something that it would be so easy, you know, to to gloss by in a day, in, in any week, in a month or whatever, and all of a sudden you realize you haven't been intentional about it. So thank you for doing that because it provides people an accessible way of, like I kind of led with doing it and not having to think it all the time, but also um, just this inventory that you did provides that baseline to help you be better and more targeted at it, which is huge. Yes. That's that's a great community. Um, I also see you are connected on you know Instagram and I see that you're providing some great resources there, building community there. Are there any other communities that you're a part of that, that would be helpful for the listeners to hear about?
1: Well, Instagram seems to be like, I'm interested in that now. I love pictures. I learn best visually. So seeing things is super helpful. I originally could not see the purpose in stories on Facebook or on Instagram like i thought stories was a dumb idea <laughs> and i mean i like legit was like why would people do this and i've just recently started like showing my own face on these things because i'm completely self-conscious and so i would rather share somebody else's stuff than for me to talk on these things but i've I'm learning the value of it, especially in our group and doing Facebook stories in our group to talk about something in the stories before I post it or after I post it so that there's a little bit more explanation around it. But our group isn't watching stories. Our group hasn't bought into that yet. And I think it's because we're principals and we're busy and we don't have time. (laughs) So... I I don't know how that plays out with, with our group and stuff like that. But yeah, those are my main two. My next, the thing that's coming up in the summer, it's a community is I've done this um, secret principal, principal, your secret pal, secret principal. And I've done that for two years where anybody who wants to play, we use the app Elfster and I invite people if they want to do a principal secret pal then they do that and so i've been thinking about that because i think the first year we had like 25 or 30 and last year we had over 80 people participate in that so i'm sure this year it's going to be even bigger but it's just an invitation to principals and really anybody i guess could be a part of it i don't really monitor that where you're assigned a person elster does all the work it's an app and um they pick your partner and then you just have to at some point within the month of the summer, whatever dates we decide, you provide that person with a gift, just a special gift for that person. And I love, as you know, I'm a gift person, so I love that. <laughs> Can't wait for my gifts. And that it doesn't surprise me that it's grown. Oh, yeah. So I, it's fun.
0: Are you going to allow me to to link that
1: so people, listeners would be able to get in on that? Absolutely. I would have to set that up. So I will work on setting that up. And um, then they will be able to just sign up and there'll be a cutoff date where it draws the names. We'll say, okay, you have to sign up by this date. And then after that date, it will draw names. And then it's really it. I have a few tweaks that I have to make over the time of the, the drawing and the partner picking, but it really does its own thing. So yeah, I'll try to get that started. We'll just get connect. We'll get listeners connected
0: with you so that they can, you know, be connected and then watch for, for something like that. and your Absolutely. Social- yeah, that would be great. I wanted to ask you a couple of the standard questions that we get to on this podcast. Okay. So one of them, because we didn't really touch a lot on you know, your personal story, but there's, and, and I know that we could feature you on so many different series. And part of me was thinking about how I'd love to have you on the Trailblazers uh, series. And maybe we could talk about having you back on the podcast because this one is so rich and so good about the community building. But just wondering about you, Melinda, in terms of if you were able to write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say
1: to yourself? It all works out in the end for the better. Like we worry about things and we get caught up in moments, but when you look back on things that happen, there seems to be a why. Um, everything happens for a reason, maybe even if the reason, even if you don't like the reason. Um, Even if it's a negative situation, I think just knowing that it's going to be okay, life is going to be okay. The things that happen to you and the things that you go through are meant for you to grow. Even the negative things, you can grow from those and they can become a positive experience. That
0: would show a great level of wisdom from you, Melinda. And I just really appreciate that you would use those words today because we all have things that we've come through and just being able, we i bet i bet over half of our listeners would say the same thing you know, just to, to remember that you'll get through it. And I thank you for that. How about for those listening who <laughs> looking to build community, they're looking for community, they are looking to you as this person who has had um, all this great experience as a leader and is still growing and still learning. But what if they're just kind of in this pit of a fear or doubt in themselves and they
1: need to hear your voice right now to, to help them out of it? What would you say? What I would tell people to build community is you have to start somewhere. So I guess I wouldn't say I have no fear, but when it comes to technology and social media and things like that, I just try it. So on Instagram, I just got on Instagram and started following people that my other friends were following. Um, I found, you know, one or two people and just looked at who their followers were and started following them. And I think right now it's, you have to contribute, lurk for a little while. Like if you're new to something, lurk around, but then comment on stuff or reach out to people or direct message people and make that connection, um, Tell them, compliment something that they're doing or ask them a question. Most people want to help others and most people are just humbled by someone asking them for advice or an opinion. That's really great advice because I'm sure that, you know,
0: everybody's on that different continuum And I know for, for those of you uh, who have been around on Twitter and connected and other social channels for so long and connected, you're still craving community. You're still Mm -hmm. there because it brings you something, whether it's the one that you've built or the new ones that you're, you know, contributing to or or gathering to. So there's that real sage wisdom coming from you in terms of lurk, but eventually go from consumption to creation. Right. That is Correct. And I really value that. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for being somebody who has been willing to kind of trailblaze and, and build others up and provide such great value to so many different people over the years. I love so much that when I've come into my own connected world, that most roads lead back to Melinda Miller. Oh, jeez. <laughs> It's just the truth. It is so the truth. And it's such a great, it's just a, a little bit of a nod to your legacy that you've been living for so long. And you say, oh, well, big deal. I just try it or we'll just try something. But that you just trying something has really had a massive impact on a lot of people. So thank you for for
1: doing that. Well, I just appreciate the people who have joined the communities that I'm a part of or that I start because I am who I am because of what I've learned in those situations and with those people. I mean, I'd love to take all the credit, of course, but the, the people that I have connected with have made me a much better person, a better principal, a better mom, all, all of those things. Well, and that's spoken like a true community
0: builder, which shows me that you are featured in the exact right series. <laughs> well, let's get some inspiring recommendations from you. Um, okay. You are obviously widely connected, but who, uh, is there
1: somebody that you would recommend for others to connect with on social media? Of course, my online BFF is Amber Teeman, and she is at eight, Amber 8 on Instagram and Twitter, I think. And she'd probably friend you on Facebook. She's kind of fun on Facebook. Jessica Johnson. Oh, my gosh. I have so many. I could just ramble off this big, long list of people. But they're all in different... I connect with them all in different places. So I think of Kristen Coleman in my Voxer group. I think of Kelly McCall in my Voxer group. Um, Joe Sanfilippo. I hate to even mention his name to swell his head any bigger. But I have to say, Joe is pretty inspirational and totally worthy of a follow. Jay Posick and Mark French are community builders. They've done a phenomenal job of community building. I could go on and on. And I feel like it's that Oscar speech where you leave people out and you're going to be, you know, people are going to be upset forever. So I'm sorry, all of you people. No worries and no
0: pressure, you know, because I think that's hardest for a community builder featured because that's what you do naturally is connect with so many people. But I'll make sure to get every single one that you mentioned, even Jojo Sanfilippo. I know. Make sure to link him on here for Mm -hmm. others and would echo all of that. Um, So thank you for, for building up the listeners community as well. How about a book that you would recommend? It doesn't have to be tied to community, but just one that you would recommend for others to check out.
1: Well, something that I've been working on a lot, our school became a leader in me school two years ago. And habits, like developing habits, has been something that's been a focus of mine. There's the seven habits for the leader in me. But what, what habits do I have? And, and so, so I've read a lot on habits the last couple of years. So I read Brendan Bouchard's High Performance Habits first. Then I read Atomic Habits. And the one I'm reading right now is the Four Disciplines of Execution, which is, I think it's a covey habit. Book and it has made sense to me. I'd have to say, if I hadn't read the others before I read this 40X, I might not get as much out of it. But developing habits has been a focus, so anything on that is what I've been reading lately. All the Dave Burgess books, I have them all. I've read them all. Yours is amazing. They're all amazing because they're personal stories from real people that I feel like I know and it's practical, useful information. So I love all of those. That's all I can think of right now.
0: Well, that's awesome. I asked for one and look at all that gold.
1: I did. know. I'm sorry.
0: No, don't be sorry. And I and I love this idea of habits because, you know, we've mentioned that we're connected in boxers. So then I get to hear some of the things that you're trying out from your reading. And it's always interesting to me. <laughs> I think that that idea of habits, I mean, just doing the next right thing, the next thing and building it in is so critical for, I think, pretty much everybody, the fact that you're doing it with your students and and that it's a personal thing, but also what a gift to our listeners to consider. If you haven't looked at this idea of just building habits and maybe even breaking down the bad habits, I'm assuming you have that in your literature as well. I don't have any bad habits, no. None. I mean, I meant like what you're reading about other people because you don't have any bad right. habits. Right. That, that is correct. Thank you yep. for allowing me to clarify that. <laughs> major folly. Um, <laughs> no bad habits from Melinda Miller. Right. Um, so thank you. Those are great recommendations. and um, And I'll be sure to link everything as well for for others to follow. Melinda, I am so thankful that we got the chance to talk. I am just inspired by you on a regular, and I'm so excited for my listeners to come to your community building story. And I just really thank you for giving this awe-inspiring interview and for everything that you pour out in terms of your service to your local community and the one that you build broader. And I cannot wait to be continuing
1: to engaging in any community that you ever build, Ms. Melinda Miller. Oh, thank you. And thank you for doing this podcast. I have not caught up and listened to all of them. But I know the first four or five, I'm like, Oh, I know her. Oh, I know her too. I know her. But I didn't know certain things about those ladies. Uh And so listening to this podcast, I'm like, I didn't know that about her. That's amazing. So again, the community, you're learning about people all the time. You just made my heart pound there because that's
0: You know, I've never stated those things outright, but that's what fuels my passion to continue to do this is to help people really authentically connect with one another.
1: Yes, continue to do this.
0: I will do that. When we engage with a community, we become so much better than when we try to go life alone. Thank you for amplifying each voice in the Community Builder series by sharing, reading, and reviewing episodes. Thank you also for lifting their voices to help messages land where they need to and for being an important part of this awe-inspiring community.